Hey everybody, this is what I'm calling a bonus episode of One Visit Away. This is a recording from a radio interview I did with my friend Jeff Scheffelbein on his show Undivided Intention. This is not a typical episode of One Visit Away. If you are only here to hear stories of major gift fundraising, go ahead and skip on to another episode. But I'm uploading this. I'm not going to promote it anywhere, but if you're subscribed, you'll see it. Uh, Just in case anyone wants to hear this conversation. And again, this is from a Catholic radio station. So if you don't want to hear stuff about the Catholic faith, this probably isn't the episode for you. Just giving everybody... Uh, warnings. This is just much more personal. It's got some stuff in it about fundraising, which I think you'll enjoy, but want to let y'all know and just put it here in case it is of value to you. Jeff and I talk about a lot of things, various topics in this conversation. We talk about why I started One Visit Away, why I'm passionate about scheduling visits, why texting is important for development professionals, how my family lost everything in Hurricane Katrina when I was a child, my brother's novel that was just published, and many other topics. Again, uh, this is a bonus episode, so I didn't edit anything out of this. It's just the conversation as we had it with the commercials in. Thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy this recording from when I was a guest on Jeff Scheffelbein's show. Broadcasting from the Las Colinas-based KATH 910 AM studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is DFW Alive. Thanks for joining us as we discuss ways we can all spread the good news of Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith right here in North Texas. Howdy, North Texas, and welcome to this version of DFW Alive. This is called Undivided Intention. And my name is Jeff Shufflebine, and I am your host for this show. Been doing this for many, many years now, and um, just love this concept that we always go through our life talking about different areas that we can improve, and how are you doing financially, and how are you doing in your marriage, and uh, you know, how's your social life? And we always put this bucket. If you take these tests, these buckets called your faith life. How's your spiritual life? That seems so off when you really get down to it and you talk to people who are living their faith every day. It can't be one of the buckets. It's at the forefront of every bucket. It is everything. It's that faith comes before and is paramount to everything. So, therefore, we have to live in the most practical settings, in the most practical, mundane parts of our lives, with faith being the most important component, right? Faith, then, you know, if you're married, spouse, if you have kids, then kids, and then community and everybody else. And uh, so a couple of years ago, almost four years ago, we started this show and uh, just a cool premise. Let's get on here and we'll talk with folks throughout North Texas, throughout the U.S. Um, we've had some famous guests. We've had some people that are just my buddies uh, come on here and we talk about different areas of our life uh, and how that applies. So what I think is cool about the guest that we're going to be talking with today, second time visitor of the show, Kevin Fitzpatrick, before I introduce him, I just want to make a comment about this guy. Kevin is my friend, which I feel blessed to call him a friend. He makes me makes me feel millennial or whatever generation he is at the in his young 20s. Um, he makes me, uh, you know, connect back to this really strong surge of super smart, dynamic, passionate Catholics who are on a lot, you know, alive in their faith and living for Jesus Christ and not afraid to, you know, proclaim it. They, they live by this, be not afraid, let's strengthen who we are and be the church. He lives by that and lucky to get to know him many years ago through an organization he's been involved with for a long time, Heroic Media. But I say this all because I've had uh, a chance to have some of the international speakers on here or people that have produced movies, written books, acted in movies. And Kevin, I think, is the first person I'm I'm interviewing that's future famous. I think he's going to be a future, like, household name uh, across many things, from the fundraising world to just Catholic, uh, the evangelization of Catholic faith to pro-life. Um, so without further ado, because I just set you up to be, like, the greatest person of all time, Kevin, welcome back to <laughs> <laughs> Undivided Intention. 
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, thanks for having me on the show, and I am uh, now I've got a lot to uh, accomplish over the next several years. So, I'd, thanks for well, all the yeah, pressure. maybe even maybe even over the next hour if you really want to turn the pressure on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when, well, when you were on the show last? Was that two years ago? Does that sound right? I think it was before yeah, it was, I was a host for the the luncheon with my wife. So a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, it was before. I think it was before uh, Laura was pregnant with our daughter, Zelly, who will be one next month. So, yeah, I mean, it was at least a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, yeah, that's time flies. That. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. What, so things have changed for you. You uh, you now have uh, almost one-year-old, beautiful little girl, Zelly. If people don't know it, the name Zelly comes from from where? Yeah, so... Um, as I, the first time I was on the show, we talked about uh, my wife, Laura, and I, the experience of losing our first child in a miscarriage and um, just how that impacted us and especially the work that I do at Heroic Media and our commitment as a family there. Um, but then as we, after we lost our first baby, uh, my sister-in-law sent us this it was kind of a painting and it had a quote on it and it said something like, we'll see our little ones again up above. And it was a quote from St. Zelie Martin. It, I believe it was from a letter she wrote to her husband, Louis, and they were the parents of St. Therese of Lisieux. And they had lost, I think they lost something like five of their children either during childbirth or very early on in life. And so we, that's how we heard of St. Zelie. Uh, we prayed to her a lot when we were trying to conceive, and we, due to the incredible advice of Jeff Scheffelbein, we did not find out the gender of the baby so we could have that just incredible, uh, glorious surprise of when the baby's born and finding out, you know, and just seeing that it's a girl and just the the most beautiful uh non-technological way and uh so what we when she was born found out she was a girl and we just loved the name Zelly and uh yeah there it is i need to get you a uh, bag of jelly beans coffee that i've been ordering from uh catholic man down in houston i think yeah. every time i make my morning coffee yes thank so someone did get me some jelly beans one time but i'm a i'm a big espresso drinker so if you are going to uh, get, uh, gift something to me uh <laughs> they they make espresso. I I checked. <laughs> I'm glad you're very specific in your in your openness to gifts. Um, so you and I had a really special moment last summer. You know, our kids were born within two weeks of each other. My Ambrose and yours, Zelly. And I can remember that uh, because of our long stay in the NICU, we had you know various holy water from different areas and relics brought to us, um, and really an outpouring of what what you you know to happen in, in our world where people lift you up in faith and in prayer. And one of the relics was um, from St. Therese of Lisieux. And I can remember the day I was supposed to go drop it back off. I was like finally returning <laughs> things to people. Do you remember I email or pinged you or I called you and I was like, hey, if you're at home, why don't I come over right now with this relic yeah. and we can have some prayer time with your wife and, and your daughter. And that was, I don't know, that was just a beautiful, a beautiful moment that, you know, we couldn't have scripted, but it was the way it was supposed yeah. to go. So, yeah. what is your? How's your life different with a, a sweet baby girl at home than it was the last time I had you on here? What What would you say to somebody who's getting ready to have their next or their first, and is trying to say, "This is how your life's going to be different, young man. What this is what's coming." <laughs> yeah, first baby, uh, absolute blessing. Definitely uh, go make it happen as soon as possible. Uh, that being said, enjoy every moment, uh, that, that you, uh, the current state that you're in, you know, we, we wanted to have a baby for a long time and it wasn't in God's timing. And a lot of times there's this, you know, we, we want it now, we want it now. Uh, but there's, there are so many blessings of just that time, the two of you, uh, and things you can do. I mean, Laura and I, she, she was looking through some pictures, uh, the other day and came up to me and she was like, man, we used to travel a lot <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, 
it's absolutely incredible, but it is, it's, it's very challenging, especially the, the lack of sleep always, you know, needing to be there for your child is, it's a real, it's the most dramatic life changing moment when that baby's born. Uh, at least so far in my life that, that baby being born is the, everything is forever changed. And there is a, there is a human that needs you, uh, potentially 24 seven and you can't just take off. So it's, it's amazing. It's so much fun. Zelly is very, she has very strong, uh, feelings in (laughs) both directions. So, uh, yeah, it's incredible. Well, you have a great teammate in Laura, so, you know, yeah. I know you can't take any days off, but I'm sure that you both uh, carry that, that load. You know, I want to say that yeah. I always knew you would be a great father. I think anybody who knows you would put you top of the list if they were just voting. But you uh, you took first-time fatherhood to another level, and I remember looking over at you during Mass. We're both in the back of Mass. And Zelly's trying to stay asleep in uh, the <laughs> stroller, but it's like the bassinet version of the stroller. And you're on two knees, which is already hard for your core. And you are rocking the stroller back and forth <laughs> just ever so gently for 20 minutes straight. And then I realized I watch you do this at every mass. And I'm like, yes, not only is he very clearly a first-time father, because I can't pretend to do that stuff now, uh, but you're – you you are the right the right person for that job and for her and I just I've loved watching you go through this transition uh, to parenthood so what a what a yeah. cool blessing because I know I know at one of the luncheons uh, for Heroic Media you shared the struggles you shared you know this this idea that can't can't we do more to help more can't we give more you know and knowing that yeah. you wanted to have a child and struggled and you know, Ryan Conklin co-hosted with me for a long time and he came back on and shared the story of three miscarriages in a less than 18 month period. And now their little girl is healthy and doing really well. And yeah, that doesn't make the other part easy, but you start to understand that, you know, we're not really in control of any of this stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, you've had other changes too since then. So for, for many years now, you've been um, on the team at Heroic Media, I think if I get this right, your current title there is that you're the director of development and major gifts, right? Does that sound right? Yep. And then um, right. since we last had you on here too, uh, I think you've gotten involved in some pretty cool stuff with fundraising, like as a coach. Um, and yep. most recently, I remember seeing you launch a podcast. Can you tell us about the podcast? Yeah. So uh, Essentially, the, my podcast is called One Visit Away. Um, the idea being, so in the in the fundraising world and major gifts, we do not, when you go see someone, you do not use the word appointment. You know, when you say appointment, you think doctor's uh, visit, uh, dentist. And so the word is visit, and it implies, it implies relationship. And so the idea of the, the name is, you know, we're all one visit away from a transformational experience for our organization and our benefactors. And, uh, and that, that's kind of, it, it came about because someone previously on our team at Heroic Media approached me one time, she was considering getting into fundraising and I thought she put this so well. She said, you know, Kevin, I'm thinking about doing this, but major gifts, it just seems so mysterious. And I thought <laughs> that was very insightful because there's, there's not, you know, the idea of how do you find out of someone's existence and then eventually turn that into a significant financial gift to your organization. What does that process look like? Uh, before we've experienced it firsthand and had some like really great coaching and mentors, you really have no idea what that process looks like. And so, so I thought that word mysterious was great. And so one visit away, I focus on interviewing major gift fundraisers and I just have them tell stories of times they've had success, you know, so, what did the someone gave a hundred thousand dollar gift to an organization? How did that happen? Uh, you know, what were the things that led up to that? Uh, a lot of people tell stories. These are my favorites. You know, what's the worst visit you've ever been on? And they tell stories of things they did horribly wrong and the the learning experiences from that. And so basically, the idea is, I want major gift fundraisers to be able to listen to these stories and understand that, like, hey, if Kevin can do that. I can do that too, because at the end of the day, major gifts is very simple. It's not complicated, but it is, 
it does require uh, tough work and putting yourself in potentially uncomfortable uh, situations where you could get rejected. And I just want people to know, like, you've got everything that it takes to be a top performer in this field. And, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So somebody's listening to the show right now and they want to check out one visit away. Um, some of us are podcast illiterate. What do they do? How do I actually listen to it? Yeah. So you can, if you search one visit away on Google, uh, I think it'll come up, but if you're, if you go into your podcast app, whether it's Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, just search one visit away or Kevin Fitzpatrick and you'll, you'll find it there pretty easily. Um, our next guest, you'll appreciate this, Jeff airing on Monday. And I believe my favorite episode so far is with Maria Eichold of In My Oh, Team. yes. And it is, this episode is phenomenal. Uh, so, yeah, everybody go check it out. You can also, if you connect with me, Kevin Fitzpatrick on LinkedIn or like One Visit Away on Facebook, you can find it there. Well, you, uh, you're a good salesman because now I am going to listen to Monday. <laughs> it comes out every Monday, <laughs> is that right? Every Monday morning, there's a new episode. Yeah. That gives you the weekend to do your, your last-minute editing and, and get well, it all ready. So here, <laughs> here's the problem. I wanted to do these on Monday mornings because I'm like, I want these fundraisers to get this Monday morning, you know, first thing you listen to while you're working out, driving into work, whatever, get pumped up for the week. Uh, but then I realized that means Sunday is the day before that, and I don't work <laughs> on Sunday. So that means I've got to mm -hmm. finish this. <laughs> like a lot of times, you know, Saturday night, really late, or waking up really early on Monday. That's uh, what the espresso is so. for: is late night Saturday. You get the jelly beans, <laughs> exactly. espresso going. Exactly. And what's the format? How the, long do you talk? Is it is it one way sharing? Like, what is that format like? Yeah. So the format is, I kind of guide the conversation, but just asking questions. They t they speak the majority of the time. The guests do, and. And it's really however long there's good content. So, I mean, most of the episodes are about an hour, uh, but sometimes people have more great content that's exciting and we'll, we'll extend it. Uh, sometimes if I don't have a guest, I'll go on and just share a story from my experience. Those are much shorter, probably like 20 minutes or so. So <laughs> if you want to get a, a shorter case, oh. you can look for one of those. Well, I'm hoping in the second segment today I can ask you a couple of your own questions because I would love to get some of that insight, maybe tease people into to joining one visit away um, yeah, as well. Is there, is there podcasts um, or resources that have been crucial to you? I mean, if I recall, here you are, you know, as a student at the University of Dallas and then a recent graduate, and you are thrown into some of these conversations, um, both you know, one-on-one -on -one and, and even some main stage presentations, was there certain people, certain resources that inspired you, that motivated you, that, that you used to hopefully glean some wisdom without having to learn everything from hard knocks? Yeah, for sure. So a, a lot was learned through failure, that's for sure. But the, the, main, the main places I went to were, one, Mike Murray, my predecessor mm -hmm. at Heroic Media, uh, he's phenomenal. Um, he helped me out a lot. Uh, I give you a side Mike note. Perth. When I found out I was going to have a show, Please. I called Mike Murray, and I was like, you used to have a show on Guadalupe Radio Network. What do I do? And he was like, how often? I said, what? I said, once a month. He goes, you're fine. He like, because he used to yeah. do the every week show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's been a great mentor to many. So, uh, yeah, wonderful man. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry, I, I jumped in there. Yeah. So Mike Murray is the main person that got me started. Mike Perkins, our president at Heroic Media, he was on our board, helped me out a lot. But for people who are really getting into it, resources, Jerry Panis is deceased, but he is uh, he was a consultant, raised a ton of money. Uh, he's written he's written many books. One of them is called Born to Raise. It is phenomenal. It's a case study. He looks at the most successful major gift fundraisers in the country, interviews them, has them, has them tell stories, and they are just incredible. So that's one of the other reasons I wanted to start this podcast is to get people into major gift fundraising because it is mm -hmm. so much fun. Uh, it, it can be challenging, difficult work, but it's, it is just so much fun. And I wanted people to have an entry point like I did. I got exposed through it through no you know, intentional 
efforts of my own. I just kind of fumbled into it and absolutely love it. And I think there's lots of people who could be using their talents to further great missions throughout the church. And uh, they just don't know that it's an option or that they could be really good at it. And so I want to help them know that and jump right in. Yeah. Is one of those things that people think there must be something that everybody else knows that they don't like there's some secret that they just never got exposed to that if they knew it, they'd be good at this. And so it becomes a story in their head that's eventually just a roadblock to, to even entry. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the, the main thing people need is, is passion for the mission and just an ability to, look past your own discomfort and get into stuff. So just making phone calls to schedule visits and then going on those visits is what it comes down to. And there's a lot of people who can do that really well. Well, I found it very uncomfortable the first time you ever called me in your life because your phone call was thanking thanking me for my monthly recurring donation of a certain amount that I thought I had just pressed the button that said one time. And uh, I remember having to say, I admire you. I like your cause. I'm in, but I'm not in for that much, and I'm sorry to do this to you. So we've both had our moments of uncomfort, and uh, I look forward to, after the break, talking to you more about some of your personal lessons learned, if you're willing to share and let us uh, look behind the curtain, you will, if, uh, into the podcast. Uh, but we're about to take yeah. a quick break and hear from our sponsors on Guadalupe Radio Network. Back in a couple minutes with Kevin Fitzpatrick. Thanks, y'all. The KATH 910 AM 2020 Summer Speaker Series event is on Thursday, July 23rd with guest speaker Monsignor Charles Pope. The laboratory of my life, and I know that it's true that sacraments work, that prayer works, that, 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 that getting to Mass and praying works. I know it because it's changing my life. Tickets are on sale now at grnonline.com. Are you looking for a place to donate your furniture but are not able to drop it off yourself? Worry not. The St. Vincent de Paul Thrift Store can help. Call us today at 214-373-7837, option 5. Once again, that's 214-373-7837, option 5. And schedule your donation pickup free for your gently used furniture items. Visit our website for a complete list of acceptable items or to fill out your pickup request online at svdpdallas.org slash donation pickup. Tickets are on sale now for the 12th annual KTH 910 AM Summer Speaker Series event, Thursday, July 23rd. It's Monsignor, Pope, and Pizza. You've got two choices. Come to the Frontiers of Flight Museum and join us in person and get unlimited pizza from DeVivo Brothers Pizza Fire Truck, or remain at home and watch a live stream of the event and enjoy a large pizza from Ifratelli's. So join us either in person or via stream July 23rd. Visit grnonline.com to get your tickets today. From the creators of the documentary film, The Original Image of Divine Mercy, licensed digital replicas of St. Faustina's Masterpiece of Mercy are available from OriginalDivineMercy.com. A proud sponsor of KATH 910AM. High-definition replicas of the original image of Divine Mercy are suitable for veneration in any church, school, or home. Numbered prints from OriginalDivineMercy.com are licensed by the Archdiocese of Vilnius. Framed replicas are available at OriginalDivineMercy.com. Howdy, and welcome back to Undivided Intention here on June 19th with my guest, Kevin Fitzpatrick. One comment real quick about those... uh, uh, Announcements you heard in, in the break and some of the commercials, y'all go check out the Summer Speaker Series for the Guadalupe Radio Network. Not only is it a chance to hear an incredible speaker um, and support wonderful local Catholic radio, but also that Frontiers of Flight Museum is a really neat place to go to for an event. I finally got to go to, I guess there was a trivia night for In My Shoes. We mentioned Maria earlier, and I was just, they built a heck of a, a auditorium and a space for events, so really cool. Hey, I was also thinking about this. If you didn't know, we're actually not even in the studio. I'm at my house. Kevin's at his house. The studio's working with us remotely, and it, it seems to be going pretty smoothly over the last few months. I'm actually getting used to it. But a thought dawned on me that I want to share with Kevin, that if we were both in studio, there wouldn't be this moment where one of us gets cut off and the other one keeps going. So if for some reason my phone quits out, this is your show, bud. You just take it. You do whatever you want from there, okay? <laughs> Excellent. I got it. <laughs> you got this. 
Um, so we're talking about the podcast, and you've, you've had a chance to probably hear some really neat stories, and I would encourage anybody to go check those out. What about for you personally? What are some of the, the times or the lessons or maybe the rookie mistakes or the times where you, uh, you maybe got lucky? You, you, you said something or did something that was probably a disaster and it all lined up because it was, you know, the way it was supposed to be. How, when, when people think about major gifts and relationship building, what, what are the stories that are kind of your go-to for sharing? Yeah, there's, there's there's a lot. It kind of depends on on what topic I say, but one in particular comes to mind, and I'll send people to. Um, you can go check out one visit away. One of the episodes to hear the full story of this is called. Uh, it's maybe episode three or four, or something like that, and it's called. Uh, I will never give a penny to your organization. That is the words. I will never give a penny to Heroic Media was the first thing uh, someone told me over the phone one time. And he wound up giving, uh, it, it was at the very beginning of my career when I started full time. And he wound up giving, uh, he became like one of the top three benefactors that I worked with that year. <clears throat> and, and you can hear the full story of how that kind of came about. But one of the things he taught me is, I tell people all the time that they need to build up their, their confidence. Uh, when I was starting out, I had, I had no experience of being around people of, of great wealth. And um, it just wasn't something I was exposed to a great deal. And I, I had a theology degree from the university of Dallas, which is incredible, but doesn't necessarily prepare you for uh, a great career in the business world. At least it's not directly applicable. And so, so when I met this guy early in my career, he wound up giving this significant gift within you know very short time of meeting him. And one of the things he told, started telling me, this guy was in sales his whole career. He started telling me like, Kevin, you were the best salesperson in the world. And he started telling me stuff like that. And obviously it wasn't true, but he just built up my confidence. And, and he was doing it intentionally. He wanted, and he told me, the first gift he gave, he said, Kevin, I'm doing this because I believe in you. I I know you can do this and I'm trying to help your career out. And so him telling me that stuff and telling me that like, you're not uh, incapable of achieving greatness for your organization and doing great things really helped build my confidence and my trust that, Hey, I can call people just like this guy that have made millions of dollars in a single year and sit down with them and not have to feel like, well, I could never, you know, be a peer to that person. I could never ask that person to do something significant with their wealth. And so that was, that was a real help to me. And I'm deeply grateful to that guy. And we're still friends to this day. That was close to five years ago when that happened. And, uh, and so that, that's one of the reasons I want I brought about this podcast too, is just to encourage people. And I tell people like, you can do this. There is, there is no difference between someone who is raising $50 million a year for the organization and someone who is just starting out, except for the primary difference between someone who's is super successful is that they're willing to make 50 phone calls in a day. If that's what it takes to fill their schedule with visits. Um, and that doesn't take that doesn't take some advanced degree. That doesn't take decades of training. That just takes the the passion to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to I'm going to turn off Facebook. I'm going to turn off YouTube. I'm going to not waste my time. I'm going to make these calls, and I'm going to get rejected most of the time. Most of the time, people aren't going to pick up the phone, but sometimes they will. And when they do, I'm going to tell them why I'm calling because I know two things. One, the organization I'm calling for and the people that we serve desperately need our help. The women and children that Heroic Media serves, they do not care that it's difficult for me to get rejected. Those babies just want to live. And the benefactor that I'm calling, I know that they care about what we do. And if they knew the impact that they could have, by giving a gift to Heroic Media, they would want to do it. And so it's a disservice for me to not call them. Uh, so that's, that's one 
kind of story I would focus on, but go listen to that, that episode to kind of hear the full, full story of how that came about. Um, First of all, I, what hell? I, I sense your confidence after that story. Let me ask you this, and I do want to hear more stories, but um, how are people communicating with you differently in social distancing? And when it's about 50 phone calls to get, you know, a handful of visits and to book up your schedule with visits, what is it? Has a visit changed? I mean, look at you and I aren't even face-to-face, and we live a mile right. from each other. Um, so yeah. tell yeah. me about so that things are right different. now. <laughs> yeah, so things are different. Uh, most of it is – most of the visits I've had uh, since COVID have been through Zoom or some other video uh, conference. It's happening that way. Uh, there's a couple of people I've seen in, in person um, but that just comes down to how people are feeling about it. And we were outside and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different world for sure right now. But the one thing I will say to everybody who works for a nonprofit, this is, this is true across the board and it has not changed from pre coronavirus to current coronavirus situation. The organizations that are asking for gifts are the ones that are receiving gifts. That that has been and always will be the case. Uh, people, um, I've it, it's it's that simple. And so if you've got to, people understand if you've got to make an ask over the phone, if you've got to make an ask through a video call, people completely understand. the The women and children we serve at Heroic Media uh, still need help. The uh, pretty much most nonprofits, they're the people that they serve are people that are. Uh, on the are in some difficult situation to begin with, and so that's only worsened by coronavirus. And people are generous if they're in a position of wealth, and uh, they understand that there's people who really need help right now. So the 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 means change a little bit, but people are still generous and want to help. So it's funny because I've actually heard where organizations pause and hesitate because they feel like making the ask is insensitive. And my question would be first, two parts, you know, how do you react to that? And second is, isn't there a big difference between a broadcast, you know, capital campaign ask and the individual personal relationship building ask? Exactly. So every, everything, every relationship is different. And a couple of things I would say is never say no for your prospects or your benefactors. Uh, people assume things all the time, which always kills philanthropy. Um, you know, oh, they've got five kids in Catholic school. So what if they make $10 million a year, just because, just because, you know, we're used to some normal level of income and we think that's a lot of money. We can't make assumptions about our benefactors. Some people I've talked to, uh, they pulled all their money out of the stock market right before everything crashed. Another guy, he told me, he took some of his money, put it into cash, and then left certain investments that have grown substantially. Like it was just luck. He happened to be invested in companies like Zoom that have had a great increase. And so some people are in a position to give more now. And, but the, the main thing I would say is this. Uh, we cannot assume it's insensitive, and so we, we have to ask people. I mean, a simple question, if you're visiting with something, uh, a simple question like, hey, how has the coronavirus shutdown and the economic impact impacted your philanthropy this year? And your benefactors will tell you, well, it really hasn't at all, Kevin. And then there wow. you go. If if you ask them that question, you, you always want to have some sense before you ask someone for a gift, what type of, what type of position are they in? What's their situation? You never want to just assume Oh, that they can do this, they can do that, or they can't. And so we need to find out by asking good questions and having good relationships. You're good at it. I got a story for you since I'm not on your podcast and I'm not in major gifts. Twenty one years ago I started a nonprofit and we were I mean, I was driving all over the great state of Texas giving speeches to Aggie Moms Clubs just to walk out with another, you know, four to ten thousand dollars worth of checks so we could keep funding our our safe yeah. program. And we found some other avenues. And then I one time had these two, the twin girls, they went down to a, a sausage manufacturer south of town called Slovacic Sausage. 
was like, oh, that's cool. What are they going to give you? And they came back, and they were so excited. They had a frozen box, 10 pounds, 20 pounds worth of sausages. And I was like, I can't, I can't rent a car with this. So me and a couple other guys threw a barbecue for everybody and had to even buy extra food. I mean, it wasn't enough to feed our big group, right? And I wasn't trying to be mean, but I certainly was dismissive, like, well, that was cool. I guess that's not going anywhere. Well, over 20 years, Slavacic Sausage has given, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars year after wow. year. And all their funders, <laughs> that carpool organization gets a huge chunk of it. They'd grown, carpool grew. And so I always look back at it and I'm like, you naive little 20-year-old, you didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> you write somebody off just because they give you 20 pounds of sausage. So Yeah. I think that I think that's that, amazing. That narrative in our head is so uh it's never beneficial. It's never like the voice in our head is propelling us to to do something better. It's like the naysayer excuse maker that gives you all the reasons why, you know, your example, five kids in private school, well that may mean nothing to that person financially. And we're yeah. making up this narrative that doesn't exist. Um Yeah. I mean, I, I love the sausage story because there's there's so many examples of uh, I, like any, any act of generosity is a beautiful thing to be celebrated Amen. and and you never know what I mean my I tell people all the time my my favorite gift that I have ever received for heroic media was fifty dollars uh, cash and it was from I've I've told the story before but it was from a student at the Highlands School who heard me talk one time and uh, and sent a letter in with cash and said, uh, I know I can't give as much as you were hoping, but here's some money I earned while babysitting. And and that has inspired me so much. Uh, I've got the letter right here yeah. in, my, in my desk. And, uh, yeah, so generosity is a beautiful thing, and sausage can generate – hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, who knew? I mean, that story, is that's straight out, you know, it's a parable right there that, that she would give and feel that that uh, compassion and that her story, I, I'm betting you've been able to also share that story with people that are in different financial situations that, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how you prove it from an as exact dollar amount, but I, I bet it's tilted the scale when people have had a chance to have that conversation. And, and do you experience that a lot that people have, uh, their own frame of mind. There's a there's a gift that they're going to give, and then you're able to, through passion, through through sharing the impact, through telling stories of who this impacts, you watch that gift change, you know, yeah. in the moment or over oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, so many times. Um, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite things to hear is if I ask somebody for a gift and they say something like. Well, that was a lot more than I was thinking, but they but they really pray about it and and do more than they were thinking originally. I know one one person I can think of specifically the first time I met him. This is someone of great wealth, and uh, the first time I met him, he told me he was like, "I got to tell you right off the bat, Kevin. Now I know this isn't what you want to hear, but." me and my wife have just finished some really significant gifts and, you know, we, we just haven't really seen the impact and we're just tired. And he goes, I know that's not what you want to hear, but I just wanted to tell you that before you get started. But that being said, I wanted to know what y'all do at heroic media. So well, well, let's hear it. And so like three minutes in, you know, we've got a really simple, this is what we do. And I showed him the results and, and he, he just gets it immediately. And he goes, he goes, now this is effective. He's like, I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm probably going to give you guys some money. And so he wound up giving us a first-time $25,000 gift uh, because even though he had given uh, several million dollars away and just felt drained because he, he didn't see the impact that he really wanted, he, his heart saw this, this is a good thing, lives are being saved. I can't I can't stop myself from helping. Uh so yeah, it stuff like that happens all the time. So a couple of minutes here before the break, but it, do you also focus on 
it's not just that first gift. It's how do you continue to make sure that the relationship stays strong? What does that look like for people that maybe want to get involved or they've had some first-time gifts and then they're sitting there saying, "Is the am I just going to keep getting this every year? What do I have to do to cultivate that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, the, there's several things, but staying in touch with the benefactors is key in a variety of different ways. Um, one of my favorite things to do at Heroic Media is just texting people pictures of, if we get a picture of a baby that was yeah. saved from abortion through a Heroic Media ad, just sending a quick text and like, hey, this baby was just saved and, you know, born yesterday in Los Angeles. And people love that kind of thing because it makes you realize, like, my my gift has a real impact. So, yeah, staying in touch with people, letting them know about growth, letting them know about wins uh, is key. And, yeah, being for them and, ma- yeah, making sure not every time you talk to somebody is a time to ask them for a gift. Well, it's funny, too, because I think that you could easily convince yourself that a major benefactor with deep pockets isn't going to want some text message, you know, like the, that it's somehow disruptive to them. But to your point, it's probably exactly what they want because they don't need to be on a phone call where you explain that there was a baby born. They want to be able to celebrate yeah. and, and have that tie back to, okay, I've been involved. There's progress. Here's a specific, beautiful human being that I'm now connected to through my efforts. And it's as quick as looking down at a text message, which is yeah. less obtrusive than most other mechanisms anyway. So we're people love name. people love text messages. I I've been amazed at uh no matter the age or it's yeah. it's the preferred method. We're gonna catch you again right after this break. Thanks, Kevin. The Guadalupe Radio Network appreciates the support of Vetro Glass Blowing Studio and Gallery located on historic Main Street in Grapevine for their support of local Catholic radio on KTH 910 AM. They offer crafted glass art ranging from handmade sculptures to small glass art gifts. They're currently open for curbside glass service Tuesday through Saturdays from 10 AM to 5 PM. They can be reached by calling 817-251-1668 and online at grapevineglassblowers.com. Hello, my name is Mari Buford, owner of Buford Roofing and Construction and a former player with the Super Bowl champion Chicago Bears. My wife and I are members of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Grapevine and longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Buford Roofing provides residential and commercial roofing repairs and total replacements. We can be reached at 817-329-ROOF or online at BufordRoofing.com. Have a wonderful day. Let's face it, how do most kids learn today? Well, through videos, songs, games, and apps. So, what is the best way to help them learn about their faith? Join the ever-lovable Brother Francis and his friends as they journey through the Catholic faith in Adventure Catechism. To learn more or to get your very own copy of Adventure Catechism with Brother Francis, visit BrotherFrancisStore.com. Again, that's BrotherFrancisStore.com. Solidarity HealthShare is rebuilding Catholic health care in America. We conform to the moral guidelines of the Catholic Church so that you never have to worry about your health care dollars paying for anything that violates your conscience. From conception to natural death, we strive to serve all health care needs, protect human life, celebrate families, and promote the dignity of all people. Join Solidarity HealthShare in restoring and rebuilding authentic Catholic health care by signing up at SolidarityHealthShare.org, a sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. And welcome back to Undivided Intention here on KTH 910 AM. This is Jeff Shufflebein. We are talking today with Kevin Fitzpatrick. And right, right at the break, we were talking about that people love text messages in this world of, like, major giving. And, you know, they're already possibly one of your benefactors. And you can keep them in the loop, you know, with quick hits. I also want to share with you, because I run an organization that has to do client development all over the United States, all over Mexico, um, tell me if you've ever used this one. You know, a great conversation goes cold. Somebody's not replying. We started um, just sending people a meeting invite for a specific day and time. Just we send it to them. There's almost no, you know, it's like next conversation or something is the name of it. And it is amazing to me that people who won't read your email, won't reply to a voicemail, will either A, accept your meeting invite, or B, say that time doesn't work, but 2 p.m. does. And I'm like, 
Really? Yep. All I had to do was send you a meeting invite. Is that, have you done this? I haven't done that specifically, but simplicity is always like the easiest possible way you can get somebody to just say yes or no, uh, and not have it be a big deal is, is always key. And so, yeah, I think that's a, a big part of text messages is I, I can't remember the exact stat, but it's something like, it's something like only 20% of emails are opened, but something like 99% of text messages are open. <laughs> So if you're trying to get in touch with somebody, just like forget, forget email, just text. Them. Uh, I mean, you might try email at first, but I mean, this guy, just a perfect example at, at 1145 AM, right before we went on the show, I texted this, this 84 year old guy uh, here in DFW. I, I sent him a picture because he told me this guy is extraordinarily wealthy. And one time he told me, uh, he was like, well, you know, Kevin, uh, you will not believe what just happened yesterday. He was like, I was walking down the street, and I found a shiny new penny face up on the ground. <laughs> and he was like, and so I picked it up. And, uh, I mean, he, he sold the company for $300 million that he owned 100% of with zero debt on. And so, and, but he found this penny, and he just thought it was the coolest thing. So today I was I was going on a run and I see a penny on the ground so I take a picture and I send it to him and he just responds back you will have great luck soon two prayer hands and then a cross and it's just like <laughs> that uh, so many people just prefer to to text than do anything else you just brought something up that I actually had a question about and it has to do with uh, personal well-being um, your own health and your own uh, kind of rest and refueling. You talk about going on a run. Do you see people struggling in the, I would say in all nonprofits, but especially now there's this mission and I've got to achieve this mission and there's always another dollar to raise and there's always another life to impact, you know, neglecting health, um, neglecting time off and, and same question, but you know, what does your world look like to stay, sharp to have good energy to keep that balance of you know god spouse child so that they don't become you know the forgotten carnage as you go about raising money can you talk me through that yeah. what you're seeing and experiencing yeah for sure so that's a uh, that's a really important topic because exactly what you said it's something that weighs on all of us that work in the nonprofit world for something we're really passionate about. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, there, there is no limit to the amount I could work to mm -hmm. advance the mission of heroic media. Uh, but like you said, that would leave this path of carnage of, you know, a family neglected, no relationship with God. And so you're doing this thing for good reasons that turns you into a terrible uh, person. And, and so it's, yeah, you've got to be careful. I mean, one thing I know at Heroic Media before the luncheon, you know, our big event, I am all in. And it's a very intense three months. But then after that, I take a pretty good amount of time off to, like, spend some time with the family. We always plan a, a vacation right after the luncheon. Didn't do that this year, obviously. Um, but we always find a time like last year we went to Tahoe, um, and just get some time away and turn off email. And, you know, I'm not responding to anything because the months leading up, it's waking up at 4am and, uh, just getting everything done. And yeah, it, it can be really intense. So yeah, I mean, lately I've been making it a priority, you know, praying first thing in the morning. Uh, because if you don't do it, then it's probably not, especially with kids, uh, it's probably not sure. going to happen at any other point. Um, exercise is key. And if, I mean, if you don't have prayer and exercise on the, the calendar, it's just not going to happen. And so I think those two things are key because otherwise you can just get sucked in and, uh, yeah. and you can, you can never stop. I have four of those things, those kids. And, um, I think it's funny yeah. because you, spiritual advice is always, you know, finish your day with an exam and look back at your day, you know, reflect on areas of, of improvement and, and blessings and all this. And to me, 
if I sit down to reflect, I'm asleep. When that day is done, I cannot yeah. make it. Um, but what has worked out really well is that I, to your point, like to wake up, and the first thing is an examination of the day before. I can still remember what happened. I can still reflect. And I actually yeah. find it to be more invigorating because I think my head's in the game as I then start to pray, read, and get ready for that day. And certainly there's times where a crying baby or I got up three times last night because the two-year-old now sleeps in a different room and runs around in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Yeah. Um, yeah. It messes up your schedule. But, you know, I'm not going to be perfect about it, but I'm certainly going to give it a, give it my best go. Um, it's funny because I can remember us talking about how do we stay – I mean, our very first time we ever had a meal together, how do we make sure that we stay healthy? And tell me if you still do this. you still start your day with a big glass of water? I mean, we're talking about, like, how much our body needs water. It's like I got all these problems, and drinking more water would fix most of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I consume a great quantity of water. It's water and espresso, and that uh, that gets me. So, yeah, I, I always start the day with, with water, and then also there's this, like, uh, green drink this like powder that i mix in get a glass of that going as well and yeah those are one of the things you mentioned though i I think it's funny how you know talking about the end of the day thing i'm the same way laura and i are opposites i'm a i'm a very early morning person she is a night person and we you do not want to be around either of us when we're in our uh non-ideal state so yeah the the end of the day i mean we we have some like a prayer routine before we go to sleep but it is very difficult for me to uh to make it through that and i similarly could not imagine adding some uh examination of conscience to that because i would in the middle of the examination of conscience i would be doing things that would need to be corrected because i'm just i'm so tired i'm very irritable (laughs) completely lost it you know uh one thing just you said earlier that obviously you didn't get to take a vacation after this heroic media event this year um for people who don't know that event was maybe less than 10 days before we started shutting down maybe 12 days before we started shutting down the state and the nation so i'm thankful for that i i wonder how many people in in major gifts scenarios or people that were expecting to have their event in late march april may have really had to retool their whole fundraising process or different kinds of follow-up and, you know, pray that those people are able to still get what they were expecting that was completely thrown off by, by COVID. But the timing yeah. of the whole media event was very... Yeah, the, the timing was incredible. I mean, it was we had it that Friday, and the next Friday there were no right. gatherings of a 1,000 people or more. And so we had... Uh, I can't even remember how many people we had. I think it was like 2,300. Does that sound? I don't know. I can't remember. It's been such a whirlwind. It was a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of people, it's been really tough for a lot of nonprofits having to switch to stuff digitally or just rescheduling for a later time of the year. Um, but, yeah, one thing, Jeff, I'm going to go off script here. I'm going to take control of the conversation because I think this is important. We, we talked about uh, – you mentioned, you know, praying with that relic at my house, and it reminded me of my mom. And people have heard me speak at our luncheon about her miraculous healing from uh, the you know, stroke she had. I literally just, I literally just wrote down the word "your mom's miracle." So you can't possibly. We're just aligned on this. So keep. I won't be. Okay. To, here, keep going. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell the full story of my mom's miracle because I don't think we have time. But. My mom was miraculously healed through the intercession of Blessed Francis Xavier Silos from a massive stroke that paralyzed half of her body, and she was expected to die or at least be paralyzed the rest of her life. She received anointing of the sick, the whole deal. But after that was Hurricane Katrina. And I just, I think this is important. So some people have told me that sharing this is, it has been helpful to them. Uh, Hurricane Katrina came, uh, and we, I grew up in New Orleans, so we got, we got hit, lost everything, one-story house with five feet of water for three weeks. And uh, going through that time, it was me, my brother, and my parents, and our border colleague, Bandit, traveling around, 
evacuating. And it, before we got back into our house, one year and one month later, we had moved 17 times, if you include apartments, hotels, all that right, stuff. And, and so this was, for my parents, it's really interesting for me being in the corona situation because my parents went through this incredibly stressful time. I was too young to understand the the weight of what was happening or what it would mean to lose everything. Uh, but I remember my parents making it fun uh, and making it enjoyable. And I have very fond memories of those 17 moves going from state to state, city to city. And so I, a lot of uh, going through this, you know, coronavirus thing is there's a lot of hard stuff that's happened to a lot of people. And some of that stuff is completely outside of our control, but some things are within our control. And that's, that's how, that's how we treat our spouse. That's how we treat our children. That's the environment we create for them. And it, and it's, you know, not something I have succeeded at every day, but my parents gave me that great example of, even in a difficult time, make it, make it as positive as possible. And, and so I'm really grateful to them for giving me that example. And, uh, yeah, con- control what you can right now. And that's all. You know, you're nailing something too. We were talking about you as a new father. And I know that, uh, we didn't prep much for this call, but I know you've had some rough nights and some early mornings with Zelly, uh, just as we all have different periods with our babies. And I think what's really neat about your attitude, and you can put this on the COVID story, you can put this on the Katrina story, is that each of these things, those 17 moves that your family did was something that they, you've got to do together. You know, like your parents would say, we get to move again. Yeah. And they would turn it yeah. into this, yeah. this blessing. And when we give ourselves just those small tweak and we say, this is something I have to do. Oh, I have to wake up at three in the morning for my baby. I have to chase packs around upstairs at 2.30 last night. I have, then it becomes burdensome, and it starts to carry a weight about it. But, you know, you got to wake up with your kid last night. I got to wake up with one of my kids last night. Your parents got to move 17 times and uh, turn it into something that you will remember fondly. And that is an attitude shift that you do get to control. And it actually turns out that everything in our lives, whether it's the the standing on the first place trophy, whatever, to – Enduring a hardship is something we get to do. It's a blessing. It's an opportunity for growth. It, there's a reason for it, even when we don't see it. So I love subscribing to that phrase, I get to. Um, you yeah. embodied that forever. It was funny because I literally wrote down the word miracle because I was curious how, <laughs> since you started sharing that miracle story, and then I think you even did it maybe at one of the luncheons, like how much more yeah. that's become part of Kevin's story because it certainly shaped who you were. You knew you knew God was real from a very early age, if I recall, because of your marriage yep. story. Yeah. yeah. And your, yeah. Mo- your mean, moms, I, I think, embrace the sharing now, too. Yeah, the, the you know, the words in the gospel, rise, pick up your mat and walk, I have seen that firsthand. Um, and, and so that's an incredible blessing. And speaking of Katrina and all that, if you want to read a wonderful uh, fiction story about a young man's experience of that. My older, wiser, uh, fully bearded brother just published his first novel titled, titled, it's titled Only the Lover Sings. And it it has to do with with Hurricane Katrina. And and it's a very spiritual uh, book. And uh, it's awesome. So everybody, you can go purchase that on Amazon or look up Danny Fitzpatrick, uh, buy it directly from him. That's awesome. I will check that out. That's really cool to hear. You know, we're in our final 30 seconds here. I want to thank you for coming back on the show. Um, We joke about the script. This is just what you and I would be talking about over lunch anyways, because you truly are living, you're living that world of undivided intention. And that to me is that your faith is so, so sound and so squarely at the forefront of who you are, that it's not something that you're turning on and off. And I know that when people and benefactors get a chance to interact with you, that it's not you selling them. It's that you're helping everybody. You're helping them to spend their money wisely. So got to wrap it up here on Undivided Intention. Thank you, everybody, and God bless. 
If you are looking for a unique way to financially support local Catholic radio here in North Texas, I recommend you consider donating your old car, truck, or any vehicle that you have for the benefit of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Whether the vehicle is running or not, you simply fill out a quick form on our website, grnonline.com, or call 866-628-2277. Thanks in advance for donating your vehicle to benefit KTH 910 AM. Sacred Heart Books and Gifts is once more open to the public. For your safety and convenience, they will still offer to-go orders by phone or email for mailing and curbside pickup. Further developments, updates, and virtual shopping merchandise photos can be found at their website, sacredheartdallas.com, or give them a call at 972-250-2100. Sacred Heart is a longtime sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Are you a woman who has been deeply affected by abortion? Are you looking for healing and a chance to be with others in the same situation? Healing After Abortion Ministry is offering two opportunities to come to the beautiful Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. It will be held on August 7th through 9th and November 13th through 15th. To register or for more information, contact healing at projectjoseph.org or call 469 720 care. This is Joseph Pierce, author of Literature What Every Catholic Should Know. I'm excited to also teach high school literature for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. Your student can meet with me and fellow students online for a live interactive class. Whether you take literature with me, debate with Kevin O'Brien, or Latin with Emily Henry, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, Catholic online learning is available now for your family. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas.